Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dorm Inform. My name is Miles Hoffman, here in my dorm to inform you of the next upcoming artists and bands in the music industry. Today, we got Co Stanza. He's an indie pop artist from Colorado. How are you doing, Co Stanza? Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm good. I'm real good. I hope you're having a healthy new year. We just passed the new year just under two weeks ago, and it's been a pretty crazy wild ride with 2020. So I hope you're safe and well and same for your family and your friends. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a rocky one for everyone. And But uh, yeah, we're doing okay. Got good roomies, got a good dog and uh, a job. So we're, we're all right. That's great. Great to hear. Well, We'd love to detail a little bit about your music because some of your music amidst COVID, amidst 2020, has started to gain a lot of popularity. Um, if we're looking at Spotify numbers, I mean, somebody like yourself who's inspired by music and it uses it as like a hobby or, or a way of kind of expressing yourself, now turning into a thing that people are actually listening to and want to hear more about, going and playing shows. That must be a great, incredible experience. So I'd love to talk to you more about it. And it's great to have you on the show. So thanks for um, taking the time. Absolutely, my man. Yeah, thank you again for having me. I'm, I'm excited to chat with you. Of course. Well, for people who don't know Costanza, presumably his name or his alias comes from the fact that that's his last name. I'm obviously <laughs> not going to go and dox him and give out his real name if people don't want to, if he doesn't want that out there in the public. <laughs> but um, I'd be curious to know, Costanza, what was the origin behind um, one? I, I know this is super minute, but like the hyphen, like what was that used for? And then also like, how did the, how did your group form and how did you know that you were going to go into music? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just start with, like, m my buddy and I in, like, my sophomore year of high school, he was into hip-hop um, more than me, and uh, he got me just it really got really interested in, like, Odd Future and, like, some of just these kind of, like, funny, like, not incredibly serious but really interesting rap music and so we just started like stealing youtube beats and rapping them at like garage shows around our, our, our neighborhood and then um we both just got the bug and so he's now doing um shout out to shaky shaky made it this is his instagram uh, but he's out there doing like hip-hop stuff still and i've moved in a couple different directions but it started off with that and we just were having a blast and so we just wanted to keep getting better and then making our own beats and and going through all of that. Um, and so, yeah, then basically like it was me alone as Costanza when I was still doing like hip hop stuff. And since then I thought about changing the name a bunch of times and I don't even really, it doesn't mean a ton to me. The hyphen was to try to stave off some Seinfeld jokes. Like I, just I knew <laughs> that was gonna involve it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I knew of another band in Chicago um, that was called Costanza, and they were like kind of like a little bit like nerdy, kind of like comedy. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do the George Costanza thing. Like, yeah. But the reason, you know, there was a couple times you asked about like forming of the group, and it's I've had so many different bands now because of just people that have moved in and out, or you mm -hmm. know, and so it's always been me. And there was a couple of times where we talked about making it a new name and being like, what if we all wrote together and we all collaborated and we had it? Cause usually I would bring something to the band and they would play it like my way, but then do something so wonderful and awesome with it. And that was like mm. the most, I remember the first practices we had a live drummer. I was just like, 
this is this is awesome. Like I, I my little drum pad is never gonna make anything close to what you're doing. So yeah, I'm glad we never did um, settle on like a fully collaborative thing just because I have been really happy with being able to change things up and people that would have been in that band have had to move out of to different states and things. And so I think someday being in a band could be really fun. Um, but for right now, just the ease of being able to move anywhere and do anything and release when I want and things like that is just super, uh, super worthwhile. So yeah, yeah, it's gone through a lot of changes in the sound, but kept the name stuck around. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's really interesting. Cause I don't think I've heard of many, examples at least of people that we've had on the show that it's kind of like an interchanging group of like members in the band that you're playing with. So let's just dive into that whole concept, I guess, like to start off. So mm -hmm. what's it like, let's say before COVID, obviously, mm -hmm. when you were going and playing shows, um, would fans ever be eager to know that there was a certain guitar player or a certain drummer that was going to be at every set of every show? Or was it more of a thing of like, you kind of made that one individual show experience like unique in its own right, you know, from another show that has a different group. Yeah. The band would, would have kind of like eras, like it would kind of, so it wasn't like show by show, sure. you know, it would be more like six month by a year kind of yeah, like yeah. changes. But my buddy Ryan Adams, who helped me get started like early on by just, I was right after I got a guitar and we started talking more and he's a Berkeley grad guitar performance dude. And, um, he would sometimes come back to town cause he moved to go to Berkeley. So he would like come back to town and that would be like, Ryan's going to be here. <laughs> you know, <and> so <laughs> some people that maybe had missed the last couple cause they've been busy or whatever. They'd be like, Oh, like Ryan's going to be there. Or, yeah. you know, we would have like my buddy Eric play a show. So there was little things like that, that sometimes we'd, I'd give Ryan an extra long solo in a show because he was only here for, you know, sure, a week yeah. or so uh, there was little moments like that, but usually it was kind of, and I know personally, like there were times that were like, Oh, the band is clicked in like, and during those times we would get more gigs. Like we would, it would. And then there were times where we'd lose someone or we'd have, we wouldn't have, you know, and so it was, it's been an ever changing um, process with the band for sure. Yeah. But that's great. I think, each milestone that you have with a group or even with your fans in general, there there's moments like that. I love all those like little nostalgic kind of anecdotes of like, this was a part of the Costanza like timeline of yeah, the fact yeah. that we had one, you know, having your bud come back home and then playing shows and everything. That's great. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your music. Let's actually dive right into it. Um, so we, we're talking right before we got on the recorded call that there was kind of these two separate eras of Costanza. There was um, what we have currently now from your two most recent singles. That's this new sound. And mm -hmm. then everything else that's kind of like bolted into before we had, I don't mind and um, test the water. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to talk a little bit about both of the new songs, but if you want to give any of your feedback of why you made this change and let, you know, people listening in know why you made that change, I'd love to talk about it. So yeah. let's quickly go into and bear with me as we switch over to nice. Spotify cool. here. Yeah. And I'm going to wow. just play a clip of... Actually, let's do the music video. Why not? Um, and Costanza, you've mentioned to me right before we got on 
um, our call that um, this video came out pretty pretty much like pretty late in the whole mm -hmm. um, timeline of when I Don't Mind came out. Um, yeah. Do you care to talk a little bit about why that happened? I don't mean to expose you in any kind of way. I, I'm just curious to know what the process is like because COVID's limited and delayed a lot of stuff. So I'd be curious to know. Yeah, my uh, my good buddy, Kenny Jacino and his incredible crew, um, they came out in February to shoot this thing. And, you know, COVID starts shutting things down in like mid-March, um, late March kind of deal. And so they had taken it back and they had, they were finishing up their semester and blah, 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 blah. Anyways, not to get into a crazy amount of details, hard drive had an issue. Hard drive got held captive at a place that couldn't open back up because of COVID. It got stuck there. Then we found out that maybe some of the stuff was corrupted and then, oh, and they just, it just kept on going and, you know, no need to like point fingers. It was just a crazy series of events. Like we all got through it and we ended up with something that, at the lowest point, I would have never thought we were going to get this much of the footage and have something that looks like as good as it does. Yeah, because there was a point where we were like, maybe we can get 25% of the footage back. Like it got really bad there for a bit. So I'm just so thankful it came out. And uh, I mean, it would have probably, you know, promotion wise been nice to have it earlier, but the quality didn't suffer. And I'm just proud to show it off. <laughs> so, yeah. I was just about to say, I treat this music video side by side with stuff that's taken, I don't know, six months to eight months fully mm -hmm. of editing and processing and multiple <laughs> takes and everything of quality. Like the quality yeah. itself is still there. And, Dude, and I got to give another shout out to Kenny, Kenny Justino and Sam Rogers. And um, that whole crew was just like, we shot this whole thing in two days. Like we, we had to just shoot. It was like 20 hour days, basically. <laughs> it was crazy because wow. they were only there for a weekend between classes and school. So yeah, I'm, I'm super glad we got to capture that. Yeah. In that period of time. So. I don't mind. I don't mind if it's like that. I don't mind. I don't mind. I'll be right back. See you soon. See you soon. And we'll fight back halfway across the country. But it doesn't feel like nothing to me. So that was just like a portion of the chorus. I try to get the full thing in there, but um, the main thing that I get away from that sound is we're talking about how pre-Costanza solo act, there was the hip hop influence and the sound mm -hmm. in your voice definitely accentuates that. But mm -hmm. the arrangement is different and that's mm -hmm. a new sound and I'd love to talk more about it. So yeah. what are your thoughts, Costanza, of just this transition from previous work that you've done to now this new sound of I don't mind. Yeah. Um, well for me, like I'm kind of, I've become pretty familiar with like transitioning like genres and stuff just because I've been trying hard to find a sound that like is mine and that I'm really proud of. And so, you know, there used to be a lot more on the Spotify and a lot of it's still up on the SoundCloud, but used to be a lot there's a song on there that was a straight up country song there was songs that were still hip-hop like there's a old there's a lot of stuff and so i'm not certain that this sound of test the water and i don't mind which is kind of 
shared will be the one that will like always be like no matter what and whatever mm. but i will say that I'm, I'm really stoked on it because i was able to work with ryan and i was able to work with peter fenn and val fitz out in los angeles and they produced this song with me so i, I came out with a chord progression and a chorus idea basically um and i wanted to leave it open because i've always been like someone that works a lot better collaboratively and so i was like I've got this idea. I kind of know what range I want to sing it in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then getting to work with them was just like, it was kind of like, like I said earlier, working with the live band, it was like, okay, so I, I think I might have good ideas. And I think I have the ability to sketch them in a way that can be translatable, which I didn't for a long time when I mm -hmm. didn't know any of the chords I was playing and didn't know. So I've gotten a bunch of skills now that I can talk music and I can work with people. So I think the biggest thing in this change was just that I had some people that could make stuff that almost like punched harder. Mm. Like in my older stuff, like I think I kind of went to a bit of like a more subdued kind of bedroom poppy sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and ease my mind has some umph to it, but it's not like bouncy, you know, it's, it's got some energy, but it's not this sort of like cushiony, really full sounding bounce, which is something I've always really love but just haven't been able to make and so i think that just the rare opportunity of getting to work with such talented producers was like i want to make a thing that like is bumpy and big because that's like what i can't do on my own you know what yeah. i mean like i need you all to help me get it to like just really be round and full and get that room just like going and so i think it was a bit of a circumstantial thing but i also will say that i love making it and i i would like to continue investigating you know that sound and um, feeling it out but yeah the, the transition was kind of yet another instance of like oh, i'm interested in this and i've got the people and the tools around me to make it let's make it um, sure. and it's been i've never really been able to define or decide it exact like it just kind of keeps changing but yeah all that being said i'm, I'm stoked on, on these songs and it's fun to be able to have the resources to make the sound that it has so yeah yeah no um i i think something that you detailed there that we really haven't talked about much on the show's entirety is the producer artist relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's so integral, especially when there's only so much one artist and what one vision of one artist can do. And mm -hmm. when you get more people in the room talking about what we can make of a song or what you want in a song and being able to like ask that of somebody else who's professionally trained to know how to deal with those quick spot reactions that's incredible and that's great and that shows because i don't mind's a great track and even in unfortunately we couldn't play the music video of it but i think in a lyric video at least you're just vibing out and it's great i i think that's that's something that it, it's something that we need to be more recognized we need to recognize it more it's the fact that we have music that is so enjoyable to listen to, but also the level of work that goes into it should not go unnoticed. So good on you, Costanza, for even <laughs> being up for trying something new and then good on your producers for helping you out and getting it, getting it out. And um, that that's something that I'm grateful for as a listener. And just for somebody who's not really a critic, but I, I of course sponsor dormant fun, dormant form under my identity, artist management um, mm. company and one of my artists, Joshua Quimby, I don't mean to tag or 
sponsor him in all this but he was he is in the realm of folk singer songwriter and a lot of his influences come from bedroom pop artists so hearing that you went from that story of being a more mellow artist and then finding new connections that kind of furthered your horizon of your artistry and your work that's great that's so cool and um (laughs) it's just something that i think a lot of people wanted to see in 2020 with everything going on they wanted to see see people you know standing up and saying hey i got time on my hands or i try to have time on my hands and i'm going to try and do something new um so that's great to see in that track um i'd be curious to know let's talk about about just the lyrical value of some of these Mm -hmm. songs and what Mm -hmm. went into the actual messages of each of them so um we'll talk about test the water now i guess um what went into the overall vision for that song? What intent did you have with it after I don't mind had, you know, some great success, you know, numerically, and a lot of people were listening to your stuff. Um, what did test the water do to kind and either continue on with that message, provide a new message? I'd be curious to know. Yeah. So, well, I guess I think, I mean, I, I don't mind was written about a girlfriend that I was with and we were doing long distance mm-hmm. um, and it had been like really hard and there had been a lot of ups and downs. And it was kind of this song to proclaim, like, I know it's going to be bad. I know it's going to be hard, but we're going to try our best and, you know, try our best. We did, but it what didn't quite work out between the two of us. And um, so then in, in the time between when we break up and that song comes out, and then COVID happens. I am like, I'd also moved to Colorado in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, like obviously, so that was created the distance. Um, but then test the water. Like, I think it relates to a couple of, couple of things simultaneously, which was one being like, oops, that's my insulin pump. Okay. We good. Um, yeah. So test the water was like, I'm in COVID. I had this song that's done pretty well. I am not sure of what I'm trying to do with music. Like I've got some options to pursue it in a way that I hadn't before, but I also can't play shows, which is what I want to do the most. So like Mm -hmm. pursuing it feels like really hard. And like, normally I just try to go get a bunch of gigs and like talk to people and meet bands and play and just grow it, you know, but I went way into the Instagram side and tried to be over there and like hated it. And so I was like, what do I even do? Like, do I release this? I have these demos that are mine that aren't mixed nearly as well as I don't mind, but they're mine. And should I put them out? And, and I was just like hemming and hawing. I was living with my parents and I was just like, oh my gosh, thrashing, thrashing, like early COVID kind of. And I was like, just release a song, <laughs> like just release a song. And I was like, I know who I can get a song from that's going to rock and I'm going to be stoked on. And I like, I don't know if he hit me up or I hit him up, but in that time, Peter and I connected again and he was like, I've got this one. And I played it and I was like, okay, just jump in, just do it. You know how to write a song. You know how to write a song. <laughs> like, and so I went down to my parents' basement and yeah, I sent Peter a vocal version that ended up being pretty similar. Like 24 hours later, I was like, jump, wow. just like jump in. You can write, like, you know, I just had all these ideas of, but what kind of songs do I write? And like, do I make them alone or who do I involve and how do I vote? And I was just like, you've got an awesome beat in front of you. You've got a whole day. <laughs> just go for it. Um, And then it was also like about, you know, the move to Colorado. Like that's kind of, it was kind of doing those same things together. Like I jumped into Colorado. I didn't have know anyone or have an apartment or have a job here or anything. I just drove out and showed up and it worked out. 
<laughs> like yeah. it's been really great and so i was like you know it's the same thing with music man just just do it and then see if you liked it and if you didn't you don't have to ever do it again <laughs> it's kind of just like you know and and uh yeah I, I, it's crazy how much higher you can make stakes when you're really wrapping it in with identity or wrapping it in with career or wrapping it in with worth or all these things or even numbers man it's fa- it was really fast for me and i had to i had to take a zoom out early or else I think I would have just gotten swept. Cause I was yeah. like, all of a sudden yeah. I'm looking at Instagram algorithm stuff and I'm like, wait, I don't, I can't, <laughs> you know, like this is not. And so, but I, I had to, I had to try it and see like, what if I made music like my everything and tied it to everything about me. And, and I was like, okay, yeah, no. I, <laughs> and so now I don't, I, I tested the water, you know, and yeah. I can back up a little bit. I think that's a really realistic approach to just, something that a lot of people that are currently in the industry have yet to fully recognize. Mm-hmm. There's this, a uh, there's this thought that like, if you keep on working and you keep on releasing songs consistently, two, three, four, five years, that sooner or later you're going to make a break and this is going to be what you enjoy. But like mm-hmm. those two to four to five years, did you mm-hmm. enjoy every second of it? Yeah. It's a good question. And I mean, like it's, it's something I guess I'm curious about. Do you think with your music that you'd be, you've been enjoying this experience through its ups and downs and you're looking, you know, in the future, like future wise, we're talking here, what you Mm -hmm. would like, do you think you want to keep moving forward with music and you want to keep going through um, the next steps of your career? Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, I'm ready to do the kind of like promotion style marketing work. Like I just, I was putting like so much, my insulin pump just went off recently and I'm a type one diabetic and I had been making this thing in my head of like, I'm putting the ability to get insulin into every song I try to write. And that's like not helping me write better songs. (laughs) Like it was when I wasn't, when I was writing them with my buddy Omar in the basement in high school, I was not conflating that with how I was going to get insulin. You know, I was, I was like, and the songs were easier. There were more of them and it was faster. And I wouldn't say they were better because I just didn't have the skills, but like, you know, it was easier and something kind of changed at one point when I was like, oh, like I could maybe make this into my job. And, um, I, I did that. And so, and it didn't work. So I kind of had this attitude, which might sound like I'm expecting something, which is not the case. I'm expecting it to not happen, but I'm going to keep doing what I want to do, how I want to do it. And if it becomes my job, which I know doesn't really happen to anyone. And that's okay with me. If the state, if the odds are low, if, if it becomes my job and the streams can grow and, you know, and, and I'm going to want to be going to work with Ryan again. And just because it's fun, like that's what I want to do. And I, I'm more just in a thing of like, if the opportunity is there, I am okay with taking on the responsibility of having to do the difficult stuff. I don't like as much as writing songs and playing shows. Like I'm ready to do that work, but I don't want to just search and search and search and search for it. Like, I don't want to just like ask people to like it over and over again. Yeah. I'm like, if you like it, I've got more. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like knocking on your door. Like, Hey, just so you know, like I've, I've got more. I know you didn't like that last one, but I'm back again. Like that specific tenacity, which I think creates a lot of successful and genuine, beautiful careers just isn't my strong suit and isn't how I want to be dealing with it, you know? But I think in the same kind of way, 
there's actually a different form of genuine interaction that's involved with not forcing it down it's like kind of like people's throat of saying hey check out my another song like another song of mine check out the cp check out this album and it's more about if people are coming to you saying we're here to support you we are your fan community that's going to encourage you to keep writing songs and to keep you moving and that's something that i think is super important to just recognize and just like Mm -hmm. sit and think about it for a second like people are taking the time and i think i've read an article recently about how distro kid was pulling off um songs that were getting uh overnight playlisted and just increasing stream numbers i think there was like seven hundred and fifty thousand tracks that were removed from spotify completely on the distro kid platform because people are just doing it for marketing just so people can hear the music and not letting the process happen naturally so it's kind of like a double-edged sword it's genuine that you're going out of your way and saying, Hey, I'm producing something that is my own and I want people to hear it. So I'm going to let people know about it. But then the other side is let people come to you with your music yeah, and let them hear your story in the way that they see it fit. Yeah. And be aware the whole time that that can't really be like a strategic move. Like, Like get them to come to you is like, it could happen. But if you want to give yourself the best chance of success, like there's probably some more you could do to like help people find out. So I really have had to wrestle with that thing of being like, I'm doing the thing that strategically to make money in music is probably not like the smartest thing, but Mm. it feels like it's working. And now I can get a little bit closer to being back in the mindset that I had, which was like, I don't have anything better to do on this Friday. Like let's record a rap song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, I, I felt that change so fast and I needed to get that back. And so in order to get that just coping thing of mine to have music as like a safe and easy low stakes yeah. place again, I had to get that back so badly that I was like, I'll let my chances drop at being able to play like big shows and get on whatever. Like I had to choose and I yeah. made the choice to like, keep this thing that I, I mean, yeah, I just, I hated when I noticed myself being like nervous to like pick up the guitar. I was like, Oh, I should go try to write a song. And then I was like, but what kind of song? And Mm. well, you know, and I would just feel like, I don't know. And I go on my phone or something. And I was like, no, 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 (laughs) I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Well, I think overall that whole anecdote you just provided kind of ties in a lot with there's been a lot of overwhelming thoughts that have kind of gone into people's heads with COVID 2020 mm-hmm. as a whole. There's just mm-hmm. been so much going on and people don't really know, okay, what's the right trajectory for me? Is this going to be like, let's take a pause and now let's progress. Let's just take a moment and think for a second. And yeah. the music industry did that to a lot of people. I mean, mm-hmm. independent venues, they're like in need of emergency grants and in money because no one's playing shows because no one can go to shows. Mm -hmm. And likewise for independent artists, they have to find a new uh, career choice. They're either having a a job on the side that they have to do, or Mm -hmm. they're finding ways in which that they will go and promote their songs as a songwriter and get it recorded by another artist. So all that's super fascinating stuff. And I just needed to say now, as we're wrapping up here, Costanza, thank you very much for just providing all of your experience 
for being one an artist that's that was emerging, but two when it's a good time to take a step back. That's something we've mm-hmm. not talked a lot about in this show, and that's mm-hmm. super essential to remember. So yeah, thank you. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. So just moving forward of anything that you have in the works for any of your content or music, um, be sure everybody listening in to go check out Costanza on all streaming platforms. This, of course, wouldn't be a better opportunity to give some self-promotion to such a great (laughs) artist that is really meaningful and deep about his music and who he is as a person. Um, And likewise, um, I'd be curious to know, actually, I saw in the lyric video, you had a hoodie, um, a beanie that's a Costanza. Is merchandise in the future happening? Is this something that you're considering or thinking about? Yeah, yeah. Merchandise is going to happen, but I think it might be, it might not happen until we're back gigging again. It just might be because I don't know. I just am not super familiar with like doing things e-commerce wise. And honestly, oh, yeah. my like, my social media connection with people is not that strong. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I, so I think it'd be hard to sell them uh, not face-to-face and stuff. So I, they are going to come. That was just handmade by me with hot glue. <laughs> oh. They were just like from Hobby Lobby, just glued onto it. Um, that's great <laughs> but yeah i would love to do beanies though that'd be fun that'd be a good one <laughs> yeah no i i only mention it because i think one of my artists were thinking of doing beanies or like mm-hmm. you know just standard t-shirts that kind of stuff it's always stuff to think about and it's great mm-hmm. so um but anyway when shows open back up costanza i hope you have a great like opening season for tours <laughs> whenever that comes back into um into reality and then Thank likewise you. Um, to everybody listening in, um, thank you very much for checking out Dorman Form. We were just talking with Costanza, an indie pop um, Colorado artist, talking about the ins and outs of what it's like to be an up-and-coming and a stepping-back artist. <laughs>